Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of maker moms and the life they lead. Each week I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new maker mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at makermompodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Annika from Annika's DIY Life and she shares just a great story about her journey from being um, a doctorate, having a doctorate in electrical engineering uh, and working to being a working from home mom and running her DIY blog. But before we get into that, I want to say welcome and hello to Brandy Obey of Obey Studios, or Studio Obey, I think it is. Sorry, Brandy, if I'm butchering that. But she has become a new patron on the Maker Mom Podcast Patreon page. And so just a reminder, if you would like to get your very own shout out at the start of an episode, head on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash maker mom podcast and check out how to become a patron and get your very own shout out and also get access to cool things like this last week we had our very first maker mom podcast online meetup which was really super fun and we'll be having one of those every month so you want to make sure you get in on that as well Um, And one more announcement before I let you get to the interview, just so you know, I am, I do have a new jingle for the intro and outro of the show, so just don't be alarmed um, when that starts up next week with that new intro and outro music. Uh, Don't think that you got the wrong podcast, you still have the right podcast, I've just changed up the music a bit. All right, with no further ado, let's get into the interview with Annika. All right, Annika, well, thank you again for agreeing to be a guest uh, for the podcast. And let's just go ahead and get started. How about you give a brief introduction on yourself? uh, What kind of things you like to make? A little bit about your kids? So, um, well, um, let's start with my kids. So <laughs> I, I have two. I have an eight-year-old girl and a five-year-old son. and. Um, we live here in Southern California, so um, we're kind of blessed to not have to deal with weather so much, even though, you know, when it starts raining, people think it's like inclement weather. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and what else? So I do have, um, my main focus is my blog, which is Anika's DIY Life. And uh, the main thing is uh, woodworking. I do a bunch of DIY home improvement stuff, like very basic. My, my focus is mostly for beginners because I am a beginner and I'm learning as I go and uh, uh, I'm kind of teaching. And I, I really want to empower beginners, you know, that you can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it, really. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And um, just out of curiosity, what part of Southern California are you in? 
Uh, we're in Orange County, so just outside okay. LA. Yeah. Okay. I lived for almost five years in northern San Diego County um, mm-hmm. in Oceanside. So okay. not too, well, miles-wise, not too far away. But oh, as yeah. you know, driving-wise, it can be hours <laughs> between those two places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's kind of step back a little bit. What was your childhood like? Um, were you creative as a kid? So, um, so I was born and brought up in India and, um, I, I was always like, I, I love being creative, but I think I struggled with finding an outlet for my creativity. So as a kid, I have like, I've done everything. Like I sewed, I knitted, I you know, I uh, embroidered hand embroidery. I did macrame, like in middle school, I did so much macrame. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, like on the nail and thread art and everything, like, you know, I did so much, but nothing really spoke to me, you know, and nothing really stuck. And it was all like on the side as a hobby, you know. So that's pretty much, um, I don't think you know i mean i mean and that's all i i think middle school by high school i kind of gave up on everything i did you know do a little bit of oil painting too and i dabbled with everything (laughs) literally and um uh, with every like crafty creative thing right and um by high school and college and you know everything just fell to the side you know because i got busy and everything so um and then you know i came to the U.S. when I was 22 for grad school and, you know, I did the traditional thing of, you know, I went, you know, got my doctorate, I got a job, I got married, I got a kid and then, you know, things started changing after that when I discovered DIY and woodworking and things like that. That's kind of when I really realized what spoke to me. I discovered what really, I, where I could channel my creative energy into, right? Okay. So what did you get your doctorate in? Uh, electrical engineering. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So did you uh, work as an electrical engineer then in a mm-hmm. career for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. For okay. almost um, eight to 10 years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you're a stay at home mom now? Yeah. Okay. Well, work from home mom. <laughs> work from home mom. There you go. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how long ago did you get started with like the the DIY stuff, um, and how did you get started? So I started with DIY stuff um, around the time my daughter was about eighteen months, and uh, we needed. Uh, I really wanted to get her like a little table and chair set for her, so, you know. And I looked around and I wanted something fun, you know, not like the primary colors are just white or, you know, like I wanted something fun and colorful or, you know, for her. And I couldn't find anything. And I was looking on the internet. And then my, my husband's like, why don't you just get something from Ikea and paint it? And I looked online and I went ahead and researched, you know, how do you paint something? Like, how do you paint furniture? And I discovered this whole world of DIY blogs and people doing Ikea hacks. And, you know, it, it was just, it just kind of spiraled from there, right? <laughs> so I did that. I, um, so we, of course, we did the Ikea table and chair set for my daughter. And, um, and then it was kind of, um, 
I, I, just because I discovered the DIY blogs, I started doing things, you know, little projects around the house and stuff. And I had a lot of people ask me, like my friends who would see the table and chair, and they were like, can you make one for us? And I did a few of those. And then my husband was, uh, you know, he, he really pushed me. He's like, why don't you start selling it? Like, why don't you, you know, see if people want to pay money for it? I'm like, why would anyone want to pay money for this? Right. I mean, I'm just painting it. And at that point I was actually spray painting it because I didn't know any better. So, um, but you know, I put it out on Craigslist after, you know, he pestered me for a few months and uh, I put it out on Craigslist and I was like, nobody's going to care for it. And people wanted it. And I sold a few of those. And then, you know, I figured out how to paint without using spray paint, you know, more friendly, environmentally friendly stuff. And, you know, it just kind of, and then people wanted different sizes of tables and stuff. And by then I had discovered Anna White and Jen Woodhouse. And I was, you know, all into like, I can do this. I think I can do this. And we bought a Craig jig and uh, I built the table. It's, it's right behind there, actually. Can you, right there is a little table. That's the very first table and chair I built. And um, yeah, and then, you know, I just, and, but it was all on the side, you know, I was doing, I was still working full time and I was doing this on the weekends. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got started in this. Okay. What do you think it was about? you know, the, even just with that very first Ikea table doing the painting or, uh, mm -hmm. or then building the very mm -hmm. first table and chair set, what do you think it was about that that's made it different for you where it's stuck? Something that's really kind of spoke to you. <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, you know, you make something, you breathe life into something with your hands. And it's like something that, um, you know, my daughter used every day or, you know, something I built that some, someone bought it and they use it every day in their lives. And it's just, you know, it's a part of their lives. It's, I don't know. It just kind of is it brings a kind of happiness in me instead of just something, you know, I just made a painting, it's up on the wall, it's hanging on the wall, you know, it's, it's just a different feeling that it, you know, creates, I guess. Okay. Um, was, when you first got into this, was that the first time you've ever used tools or picked up tools? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, I mean, you know, uh, so it, growing up in, in, in India, it's not very um, common. Like, I don't, I mean, I think putting things up on the wall, like hanging pictures on the wall is probably the extent of handiness anyone has in India because, you know, labor is so cheap. You always have somebody to call. And um, when my husband and I, it's, it's a funny story. Like, you know, we bought our first house and um we wanted to hang curtain rods up on on the windows right and that's when we actually researched and bought a power drill that's the first time we bought a power drill and um we were trying to hang it and we had no idea so we ha we also had no idea how 
houses are built here, you know, the whole thing with studs and things. And we had no idea what was going on. And we kept trying to, you know, put the screw in and it wouldn't go in. And, you know, we were like, what's going on? And we made a mess of it. And we finally called the handyman to do it. And he explained us the whole thing. And did, did this, did it get cut? You're good. You're good. Okay. Yep. Okay, so yeah, so the handyman explained us the whole thing and how the walls are built and what's going on. And so that was kind of our first experience with a power tool. So yeah, it was, it was probably a year before I started building furniture. So were there any tools um, that intimidated you to try to use for the first time? Every tool. (laughs) 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 But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, every tool, uh, but I try to, um, I'm not a very manual reading person, um, but I do uh, try to go online and like look up a lot of like, uh, watch a lot of videos before I actually use the tool. So, you know, just kind of the safety part of it and stuff too. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's not, not too bad. I mean, um, because I, I actually, I didn't have a table saw until last week. Last week's the first time I used a table saw. So, you know, every step of the way I've added a tool and I've gotten used to it and, you know, now I can do things with it and we, you know, it's just step by step. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that seems like a pretty, um, steep learning curve to go from, you know, (laughs) really kind of no, I guess, like exposure um, mm-hmm. to any kind of tool to, you know, now that's, that's basically your, your livelihood, right? I mean, yeah. having to yeah. build and then create the blogs mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah. from it. Okay. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more just about the journey to getting into the blogging aspect and turning that into a business? Well, so, you know, I did that whole table chair thing for a while, right? Selling those. And also along the way, I, because I made all these, you know, I made a sunburst mirror with like, um, what do you call those skewers and mirrors and stuff. And um, well, my husband's really like savvy in terms of pushing me to sell these things. (laughs) And I never want to, but you know, he pushes, he pushed me to sell, you know, those things on Etsy. So I was doing that for a while. I I was surprised people wanted to buy it, but, um, so I sold the table chairs. I sold the, uh, mirrors and, um, at that time, like, um, so five years ago, so when my son was born, um, we actually moved, we moved up North to Northern California. And, um, so I kind of took a break. That's the time when I quit my job too, because I was just going to move to Northern California and find a job there once, you know, the family settled down and everything. So um, that's when, you know, but I was home with him, but I just can't be just, you know, not doing anything. So I tried to do more, you know, I tried to make more designs of the tables and, you know, kind of push that out more, but it kind of got boring to me because it, even though I was being creative, like I was, I was doing a lot of like hand painted, you know, hand painted designs on the chairs and, you know, I was 
had, you know, like a storage table or a, you know, art table and stuff like that. But ultimately it kind of got boring to me and I really, really wanted to build stuff for my house, you know, which I wasn't getting in the, a chance to do that because all my time was taken up with, you know, either the kids or the little business thing that I had going. So, um, well, and in, in the meantime, we actually moved back to Southern California in like 18 months. It was funny. So I, you know, it's, it's just been a lot of moves in the last five years or so. So finally, when we moved back and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a step back. And I've always wanted to have my own blog because I have so many ideas and I've been following all these blogs for so long and pretending in my mind all the time when I was building stuff, like I'm actually writing a blog book, you know, like in my head, I was being a blogger. So I said, you know, I'm going to start this blog. And it was totally always, it was intended to be a side thing. And I was totally always going to go back to work. But, um, you know, I, because we had moved and I just waited for like six, seven months and started my blog. But by the time it was time for me to go back to work, I was like, you know, this thing is working and I really love this thing. And I think I need to give this more energy. And so, you know, it's just kind of how it just kept going and it's where we are right now. So that's great. That's kind of my uh, journey on how yeah. it transitioned into a blog. Yeah, that's really, that's really great. Um, so how has that, I mean, so you went from basically kind of, uh, you were running a blog, but not officially running a blog yet, right? With each project, you felt like you were <laughs> yes. writing a blog. Um, so how did, like, how did you really get that started and start getting some traction with it? Um, you know, I've, I think I've been following you for six months or so. And I know I found you mm -hmm. through a couple other of the like, um, mom DIY bloggers. Um, mm -hmm. but how did you kind of get there, I guess, to the point where this is like a, you know, a good sustainable business and, um, uh, well, it's, it's, it's been a lot of hard work. It's, taken up a lot of time um it's just I've just learned a lot along the way and a lot of things uh, you know um, one of the main things is that you know I I seeked out you know I sought out a lot of um, um the people that I wanted to be like and tried to like network with them and you know like it's the step-by-step uh, growth um, you know, because there's so many facets to it, right? It's the creative side, of course, but then there's also, um, you know, photography. Um, there's the writing part of it, which I am not good at because I am a scientist by nature. Like, I, I'm like, okay, here's what you need and this is what you do. And I can't write a story around it. You know, it's, it's hard for me to do that. I, I'm getting better at it, but, you know, so there's a lot of areas that you know, you need to develop. So it's like a step-by-step, -step. you pick one area and you develop that. And then, you know, there's of course this whole marketing aspect of it, like the social media and, you know, working with brands and there's a lot of things that go into it. It's like a step-by-step -step process. You learn along the way. It's literally, yeah. Okay. Do you have any like resources that you've relied on that 
you feel are kind of good information on how to do some of those steps? Or I have you just been kind of like flying by the seat of your pants and, and doing as well? <laughs> Well, I wish I could say, I, I guess it's something in the middle. I've not exactly been flying, flying by the seat of my pants, but it hasn't exactly been um, very structured, I would say. But, you know, it's like every, every little thing is a different resource, you know, like for photography, then I, you know, I sought out a few different resources and, and, and right now with so many things changing, right? Like social media, especially you have to pick and choose what you pick out and what you implement versus what you just, you know, leave, leave on the side. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's also a lot of trial and error, really what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. What works today doesn't work tomorrow. You know, tomorrow exactly. morning something stops working and it's, <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. Um, so do you focus mainly just on like the written blog format or do you also have a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel and that is my focus this year is to um, build my YouTube channel and build the YouTube audience. Um, so I'm trying to get more videos out there. I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to be more um, intentional about video. Because until, until last year, it was more like, okay, you know what? I'm doing a project. If I get some video footage, I'll just put a video together and put it out there. If I don't feel like it, I'm not going to put it, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and also putting myself in front of video has been a, a learning process. Yes. So. Yep. Okay. Are you still continuing? Like, are you doing build projects that you still do with like Etsy and stuff? Or are you solely focused on the uh, DIY type project? No, I'm solely focused on um, my uh, blog projects. Like I'm not really doing commission work for mm -hmm. sale, but I'm open to it. It's not like I, I, uh, I don't want to. Although when I think about it, it feels really stressful because it needs to be perfect. It needs to be, you know, like, you know, because... Uh, and, and of course, I can see errors and flaws in everything I make. And, um, but that's, but I'm open to it. I've had a few friends to ask me for, about it, but you know, I, and I've done a few things here and there, but not, not very, um, it's not the main thing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do you have any big projects that you're planning on this year that, you know, might be challenging or push yourself to learn some new skills uh yes and i am planning i'm planning a full garage makeover okay. which um you know our garage is a pretty sad state it's uh, and also houses like it has so many jobs it's our laundry room it's our workshop and everything else needs to be covered because of my workshop being there so the sawdust gets everywhere so it's so i am planning a makeover of that so that's going to push me to um, try things I have not done before with you know it involves changing out the panels of you know the, the garage and uh, I want to build cabinets which I have not built yet um, to hang cabinets and uh, yeah I mean it's going to be um, a bunch of new projects okay. yeah it sounds exciting though 
Yes, it's, it's, it's huge. And it's kind of intimidating to me because once I start, I have to finish that because, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, I'm preparing for that. Awesome. So how do you manage, you know, being a busy mom of two and mm-hmm. running your own business? Um, plus, you know, the making and everything that goes into <laughs> having a project ready for a blog. Um, well, I guess, so the time that they are in school, you know, like the six odd hours of the day, that that's my time. And that's what, you know, I, that's when I treat this like a job, like any other job, like religiously, I have to, I have a, I, I'm a list person. I have a whole schedule by the hour, what I'm doing and what needs to be done. Um, so, and, and I find that helpful, especially when they come home and I'm, I'm not, you know, in two places, I'm not trying to be in two places at the same time. So I can put my phone away. I can talk to them. I can help them with their homework. Um, you know, I mean, now my daughter is old enough, like she does her own thing while I'm working kind of thing. So it, it, you know, and she, she can handle stuff. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, <laughs> it's, it's juggling a few things. Yes. I mean, and then later in the afternoon, I'm the mom taxi. So, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, they go to their classes and I'm there, but then, you know, I can sit there with my laptop and do some things that I can do, uh, without where I don't need Wi-Fi or, something mm-hmm. like, you know, edit pictures or something like that. So it's just everything do whatever you can and um, try to be more present with whatever the kids are, you know, with right. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So then. What yeah. would you say your split is uh, work wise between like actual physical work of making the project versus everything else that goes into creating that, you know, blog post or YouTube video? Mm-hmm. What would you say yeah. your time split would be? Well, I think it really depends on what the project is, like the scale of the project, right? I mean, if it's a big, huge, um, I don't know, a buffet versus a little um, scrap wood project, it's very, very different. But um, overall, I mean, the amount of time it takes to photograph and edit and write the blog and market it is probably the same across the board. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for... um, normal size project that probably takes me maybe say two, three hours to build and, you know, another hour or two to finish, you know, um, and then writing up everything would probably take me another two, three hours of work. Yeah. Okay. So, so it sounds like fairly even between the two. Yeah. For a medium sized project, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you say is your favorite part about being a maker? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's about, it's pretty much the same thing like I touched on earlier about, you know, being able to make something and um, see it come to life and actually be useful and used and um, be a part of life. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. Like when you walk into a room and you see, you know, everything, you know, I make that and that and that, you know, it's, it feels good. Yeah. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, everything has 
a unique touch, a unique look to it, you know, that you wouldn't find anywhere in the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so do you find when you guys have people over, do they end up asking you if you made everything in the house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. It was funny. I, I mean, I think it's more my kids like they, that they like to show off. Like my mom made this and this and this and that the other day. My daughter had a play date over and she went around the house counting the number of things that, her, you know, I had made. And it was at like 32 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my 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 son, who's my oldest, has a tendency now when he like meets a new friend, he'll be like, "And yeah, my mom does woodworking," and so they'll come up with some grand scheme, like a big dragon in castle or something, and I'll overhear him tell his new friend that, "Yeah, my mom could make that for us." You know? <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it was it was very similar. My son was having a conversation with somebody, and they were like, "You know, how about we make a." swing on like a rocket and the rocket will go into space and whatever and um i think it was it was a grown-up like my son's friend's dad or something like how would you make that oh my mom will make it she can make anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's great it's like well i'm glad you have so much confidence in me but i know (laughs) don't throw too much (laughs) what would you say is your favorite part about being a mom oh uh well, I, well, you know, it's just, I mean, they're a part of you <laughs> and seeing them go from being the little tiny human to actually being a person, um, you know, learning everything as they grow, like absorbing everything. It's just, you know, the whole process, it's just amazing everything is um every step of the way you know even the bad parts of it right it's just amazing you know the um when you know the tantrums and things everything just you know it's it's amazing how it all comes together and in this little person that you're helping shape and you know it's just you know i i love that yeah Yeah. yes exactly seeing them grow into their own own mm-hmm. person yeah yeah and then finding you know finding their strength you know like learning how to deal with the world and teaching them how to do that and mm-hmm. other things yeah have you really had any um challenges or hurdles you feel you've had to kind of uh, go through or overcome being you know a, a woman and probably what's considered more of a traditional male dominated field um i don't think so i mean apart from the fact that when i tell people and they're like what what do you do again you know what what do you think are you sure or you know because initially there were people like oh so you bought it and you put it together i'm like no i bought the lumber and i built it you know they're like oh you bought it from ikea or something you put it together (laughs) so you know um but not really like from beers like in the field not really it's it's been it's it's an amazingly supportive community especially um the blogging world too it's um everybody's really supportive the entire maker community is i yeah i definitely would agree that uh within the community there's definitely 
mm-hmm. I wouldn't say any difference, you know, uh, yeah. gender wise. Um, and I guess I have a feeling that specifically in the blogging community that I feel like that's probably a bit more female dominated than male dominated. Mm-hmm, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who would you say were your biggest like female DIY bloggers that you kind of look up to and um, are trying to be like, I guess, you know, who you're kind of <laughs> trying to go after? Oh, well, I mean, you know, there's, of course, Anna White and Jen Woodhouse and Jamie Costillagio and, you know, um, I mean, yeah, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah. Main ones. And then there's, you know, and there are so many, like, um, there's Corey from Star Sawdust to Stitches. There's, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's the whole bunch of uh, woodworkers. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's Demisha from Toolbox Divas. And, you know, everybody has their own um, style and their own, what they bring, you know, to the, mm-hmm. to the world. And it's everybody, you know, it's, it's so there's so many things to learn from everybody. It's, yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, if you and your husband had stayed in India, do you think you would have found this line of work? No. (laughs) 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 Definitely not. No. I mean, things in India aren't as, um, um, you wouldn't even be able to go buy paint easily, you know, unless you're a contractor. So it's, it's very different. Um, You know, the, the things that we have access to over here Mm -hmm. is very different. Yes. So there's no way. So do, does your family think it's odd what you do? Um, oh, yeah. In the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they still don't get it, though. They, they just don't get it yet. So I've kind of stopped even trying to explain. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, and, of course, you know, the fact that I got my Ph.D. and, you know, I quit my job and I'm not using my degree. And, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's been a hard thing to explain. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Though I would say you probably do use your degree just to some point, right? Because, well, I mean, you are, I mean, woodworking is a lot like engineering. I mean, there's a lot of overlaps. Now, yes. electrical engineering, I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, it's, it's, it's true. I think a lot of things have been a lot easier for me uh, than I guess it would have been, it would you know, if I did not have the training, like, um, I have done 3d design before. So CAD design and, you know, I've done that in my PhD. I actually, uh, we, so I'm more of electro, you know, electrical materials engineering. So more of the semiconductor side of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I used to, I actually used to grow crystals of different semiconductors for, you okay. know, circuits and stuff. So it's not very electric circuits based it's more materials based so i actually used to design furnaces and things like that to grow stuff and you know so i have built furnaces but they were all you know like metal things Mm -hmm. when you screw them together and things like that but i did have some uh, exposure to because we used to make these graphite things We, we had to you know run them on the lathe so we had to submit them to uh, the shop and the university mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I have seen those things in process. I had, you know, so I, um, I guess I have had some exposure to facets of it. I had some well, I think, coding I background mean, too. So 
Yeah, and if you're, especially if you're on the material side of things, um, I think that can give you a unique perspective in woodworking, um, especially mm -hmm. if you start to understand wood as a material, like down to the like cellular mm -hmm. level and how it works. I think that can kind of open up avenues that not everyone thinks of. Um, mm -hmm. And just like, I mean, I think it would allow you a, an easier start into things like metalworking or forging if you ever wanted to get into that stuff because mm -hmm. you understand just um, structure of materials. True. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it has, it has definitely helped me in a lot of ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's made yeah. a few things easier. Yep. And you're probably a lot more organized than the rest of us. Um. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. My husband would disagree. He, he, I'm very disorganized. He, he is amazing. Like he's type A organization. He's amazing. But yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, I was throwing out hope there, hoping that uh, that meant that you had some secret skill that you could teach the rest of us on how to. Well, <laughs> so I did work as a program manager um, uh, for things. So I do do a lot of program uh, project planning stuff when I didn't do that. But time management and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> it's a struggle, no matter what. You know, true. it's, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you want your kids to learn from seeing you do this work, you know, as a, a DIY blogger, as an entrepreneur? What are you hoping that they learn from watching you go through this process, this journey? I guess it's two things. One is that, you know, if you dream it, like if you want to do something, you can do it. Um, you know, there's, and the other thing is that, you know, especially coming from, you know, my background, you know, from India and, you know, where um, I, I think it's, it's to show that it, you can do anything, you know, if you want to do, you can do anything. It's not, you know, just because you're, you're a girl, you're, you know, whatever. you're, it's not something you're not supposed to do. Right. I mean, it's, it's just showing them that, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, you can do it. You know, if you want to do something, you can totally do it. Do either one of your kids show interest in like getting into the shop with you and learning how to build stuff? <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah. It's like, a, like, I think it was last week or the week, two weeks ago, like, you know, we were just, you know, we went out for a back or bike ride and we came back and, they're putting their bikes away and my son's like, oh, you know, I see this piece of wood. I want to make something with it. And then the next thing I know, both of them are in my scrap wood pile and taking things out and they built the little chair and they, you know, so it's, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. You know, I think um, that will also be useful, you know, even if they don't follow your footsteps. Um, They'll at least have some knowledge uh, and be able to do things in their own home or not be scared to try to do things in their own home yeah. when they get older. Yeah, I think the key is not being scared to try new things and trying to, you know, do things by themselves. Right, exactly. What kind of advice or um, maybe words of encouragement 
would you give to another mom who, you know, maybe sees some project on Pinterest or something and wants mm-hmm. to give it a try, but is a little hesitant to do it on her own? Uh, I would say go for it. I mean, you know, the worst you can do is make a mistake and start all over again. But, you know, there's, you just go for it. Yeah. Just... Have you found, um, like, within your own, you know, friend circle, have there been any moms who have started showing interest in trying it out by watching you do it? <laughs> like, you mean, like, in the personal friend yeah. circle? Yeah. Well, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all very, um, you know, amused by it. And uh, they do say that, you know, it's it's, you know, they would love to try it somewhere, but not like nobody has really tried it. <laughs> someday, maybe they'll do it yeah. someday. Yeah, I need to probably do some sort of a, like a workshop with them or something, you know, get them yeah. to do it, some, <laughs> like a simple sign or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people find out more about you, follow along on your journey? Where are you at on all the uh on all the internet stuff <laughs> so i am anika's diy life everywhere so it's a-n-i-k-a-s diy life um i have everywhere my blog my instagram youtube um, twitter pinterest everywhere facebook okay yeah. awesome and i will include links in all of that um in the show notes for everyone to find you. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, thank you, Annika, for again, talking with me, being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's awesome talking to you and your listeners. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So again, that was Annika with Annika's DIY life. I really enjoyed learning about her journey into becoming a maker from that very first curtain rod to her first table and now running her own DIY blog. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. And another reminder just to know that next week you will hear some new music at the start and end of the show and going forward uh, with a new jingle. No worries, you have the right podcast when you hear that. And until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.